Hello, my friends, again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome to another episode of The Daily Dig. I'm so glad that you've joined us. We are looking into a great passage today. Wonderful application really will help us in our walk with the Lord. And I hope that this has been a blessing to you. We looked at uh, Luke chapter number three starting off this week, and we really began to get into the ministry of John the Baptist and how he really revealed to these folks that he, he was coming in the spirit of Elijah yet he was revealing also that he was the one, Luke reveals that he was the one that Isaiah 40 spoke about, the voice in the wilderness. And he speaks about this baptism of repentance. And he he speaks about how it's not only, you know, what you believe, but it's how you behave. And the behavior is what reveals who we truly are. You know, we say we've repented, but are we showing forth fruit of repentance? Which then brought us to a wonderful question as these people were lining up to be baptized by John. A group of people, after being called a generation of vipers, you bunch of snakes, is what John says. They ask him, what shall we do then? You know, we're, 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 we're here, we're ready to be baptized. What shall we do, John? He goes down a litany of of things that they they should do. He talks to specific groups and revealing to them things that are applicable in their life. One point of uh, application that I never really thought of until just now is that all of us struggle in different areas. Regardless of uh, you working here or there, whether it be in the construction site or in the office, white collar, blue collar, it does not matter. All of us will have different struggles. And so what one was told to do because of where they struggled might not necessarily apply to another. The folks that had extra food and clothes, they were told to give and be generous. The folks that stole money because they were tax collectors and they had the the wherewithal to or the means or opportunity, rather, they were given the opportunity to say, you know what? Don't steal. Don't exact no more than what was appointed to you. The soldiers were told to not be violent, to be content. And now here we are seeing a a new revelation to us. We see this from hindsight because we can look back and see the ministry of Christ. We can see the ministry of John. But at this time, John was revealing something very powerful. In Luke chapter number 3, verse 16, it says this, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not, un- I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and will gather the wheat into his garner. But the chaff, he will burn with unquenchable fire. I can't help but think about as we're reading this, you know, this is one of those things that as we're reading uh, what John is saying here, 
he's giving something after already boggling their minds, and now he's pointing to something else. You ever had a teacher that as they're teaching something, they're so gifted that they begin teaching something, and before you fully grasp that, they move on to something new, and you're you're sitting there thinking in your head, whoa, 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 I, I haven't gotten what you just gave me. Well, John here is doing that very same thing. He is teaching them something. This is the baptism of repentance, and you need to have your behaviors line up with what you believe. Now, in verse 15 of chapter 3, it says that they mused in their heart, or they thought about what John was saying, but they they weren't sure if he was the Christ or not. And in as a great teacher would say, he could almost anticipate what they're thinking. John says, I indeed baptize you with water. I'm giving you a physical baptism. But somebody's coming behind me? Oh, they're going to they're going to do something special and they're so special i'm not even worthy to undo their shoes now in this culture this was a illustration to really reveal how insignificant one was at the time you know a slave would be the lowest of the low they would be the very bottom of the rung of importance whoever was undoing the shoes if you were the one doing the un- the undoing of someone's shoes or the untying of one's sandals, you'd be the one that's at the very bottom of the ladder. Now, you didn't have any, any significant role. It was just taking off people's shoes. And John here is revealing that the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose, he's pointing to something even greater. And he says, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, I may remind you, he, he already has told them about the baptism of repentance, the significance of baptism, the physical uh, meaning of baptism in the sense that it is pointing to an inward work. And he's saying, this baptism that I do, this is just with water, but someone's going to do something greater than me. And this person that's going to do something greater, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Now, for most of us, we probably have heard this. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but we know that in, in later on in John chapter number 20, it says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and he said on, saith unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. This was a new concept uh, in, in this time that John was teaching. For us today, we talk about when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you accept him you receive the Holy Ghost. You've been dwelled by the Holy Ghost. You have been baptized, maybe a phrase that we use with the Holy Ghost. But this was a new concept to them. And so he, he's revealing to them that the moment that they would receive Christ, he's going to come along in one day, which we know the Spirit was poured out on Pentecost, and they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. They were indwelled with the Holy Ghost. But then it says this, it says, and with fire. Now, he's, he's really pointing to how insignificant he is and how significant Christ is. He's speaking to uh, what we are about to see, something great in the sense of Christ and his ministry. And you can see down here in verse number 17, it says, whose fan in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge 
his floor and will gather the wheat into his garner, or we could say barn or uh, his holding place, but the chaff he will burn with with fire unquenchable. So John here is teaching. He's saying, you know, this person, he's going to come along, speaking of Jesus, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost, but he's not only going to do that, he's going to do it with fire. He's notifying them that there is impending judgment. Judgment is coming. He's speaking of the judgment that's coming after Christ returns in, in at the great white throne judgment. This is the second coming of Christ, not the first coming of Christ that he's speaking of here. And he says he's going to have his fan in his hand. He's going to be the one doling out the punishment, and he's going to thoroughly purge his floor. He's going to see the ones that are truly his and bring them unto his own. He's going to bring them unto himself, but the chaff, uh, the people who have not received him, they're going to have eternal punishment. I want to take just a second and say, if that's you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Savior, I don't want to be the one that condemns you and, and, and demeans you, but I do want to be the one that's a friend to you and says, you know what? Jesus Christ's free gift of salvation is available for all. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What should be, you be saved from? Well, my friend, we're all sinners. We're all sinners in need of a Savior, and Jesus Christ was that Savior. If you'd like to know more, you can go to evangelistjacobsmith.com and reach out to us. We'd love to be able to assist you in that. But for those that don't know Christ, there is a coming day where once it's done, it's done. Once you're in hell, there is no getting out. And I would hate to be the one who, who neglected an opportunity and spent eternity in hell. And you know that's freely available to you. If you just reach out to us, we'd love to be able to help you. And then it says in verse number 18, and many other things in his exhortation preached to you know, the people. So he, he covered other topics is what he's saying. But verse number 19, but Herod, the Tetrarch, being reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's uh, Philip's wife. Now he, he's, he, John is bold in his preaching. He points to Jesus. He says, somebody's coming greater after me. But, but just so you know, he's preaching against the sins of the day. He's preaching against the leader, and this leader, Herod the Tetrarch, he's, he's having an affair. He's, he's having an immoral relationship with his brother's wife. Now we see this. And for all the evils which Herod had done. So John, John is not only preaching against a specific sin that Herod is doing, but now he's preaching about all the things that Herod is doing. And it says in verse number 20, added yet this above all, that he shut up John in prison. Now, while Luke mostly does his, his gospel, he wrote his gospel in chronological order. This, this part is not necessarily chronological. This doesn't happen until later on. But it was a point of note that this, this person who John was preaching against, uh, not only in the sins of the day, but he was preaching against specific things that Herod was doing. This eventually led to his imprisonment. And I would ask to you, uh, are we willing to obey Christ rather than men? Are we, are we rather willing to live for the gospel regardless of what may come? Paul said it this way, I am not ashamed of the gospel. And so we should stand up and be willing to stand up in a culture that wrong is being called right and right is being called wrong. 
And John had ultimately caused him to be imprisoned, and we know the end result ended up costing him his life. Verse number 21, it says this, now when all the people were baptized, meaning that John had this giant message, he preaches this message, he preaches against leadership, he preaches against all these things, he tells them that someone's coming after him, and then it says, now after everybody was baptized, it came to pass that Jesus now has come to be baptized. So John is now taking himself off the scene, and we're seeing Jesus Christ being proclaimed as the Christ. Remember verse number 15? These people were musing. They were thinking about whether John was the Christ. And now John is revealing something. Look with me in verse number 21. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven and said, Thou art my beloved son, in whom in thee I am well pleased. And that we, we see this wonderful uh, revealing of who Christ is. John baptizes Jesus. And if you go to the other gospels, Matthew and Mark, you'll see other uh, indicators of what's taking place here. This is just Luke's account. But what we see here is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all together confirming who Jesus Christ is and in God revealing his pleasing, uh, he is pleased with Jesus Christ. Now, could I tell you this as we are coming to a close? Uh, John faced tremendous persecution. John faced tremendous backlash. And yet here he is proclaiming Jesus Christ as the Messiah himself. He says at one point in another uh, book of the Bible, he says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. My friend, I want to return back to that fire unquenchable. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, today can be the day. Don't run, don't hide. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you don't want to enter eternity without knowing him today. If this is meaningful to you, if you have not done that, we'd love to help you. But if this is meaningful to you and you have done that, the reality of hell should compel us to share the gospel. Proclaim Jesus Christ just as John did this day. May you have a wonderful day. God bless. And we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig. I hope you were encouraged by the word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.